Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world from the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. It's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're too going. young for that song. How do you know that song? <laughs> I just hear it on the work radio all the time. They've remixed it plenty of times. So They're remixing it all kinds. It. I guess the last version that was ever made was Marilyn Manson did a version of it. Right yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm old enough to know the original from <laughs> Rhythmics and the the 80s, Lennox, right? right? Yep. That kind of thing, right? Sure. So, Patrick, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Appreciate you so having much. me, so hey, I, I haven't had this closet conversation, man. For sure. So I'm looking forward to this. It's good to hear. You're going to dive deep into this whole world of closets that you deal with clients all the time yeah of course i'll do what i can i've been doing it for 10 years so i kind of know the ins and outs started it in closets yep started in closets i've kind of branched off so we do like full kitchens and pantries oh, so and stuff well, like eh? that yeah don't really advertise for it but if a client like a past client wants it as a referral or they want some other work done we'll kind of venture nice. it's just a lot more work involved different trades so we try to just stick with what we, what we used to right so kind of nice that you guys had started in didn't have any water to deal with right but now you're getting into water and tile and yeah you get your uh your foot in the door and then you wet your feet a bit ask. exactly yeah that's how it is right <laughs> so let me share the information patrick johnson's here from yourcloset.ca uh www.yourcloset.ca and the phone number to reach them is 647-478-8908 and email to reach them is info at yourcloset.ca and all over social media ig facebook and tiktok it's all under yourcloset.ca let me do a quick shout out. I've got uh, Carlo, your t-shirt, uh, Kohler Generators. I'm wearing his t-shirt today, which is good. Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is a mortar that holds our podcast together. So share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the over 400 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on our site. Check out www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on social at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Subscribe to our video channels on YouTube and Rumble. Check out our link tree and find exclusive discounts for listeners. The link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. And uh, if you got a swag, I'll totally bust it and I'll wear it on a future okay. show, right? So yeah, ship one uh, you. just yeah. give me an extra large. Don't give me a large or a medium. It's not, it'd just be too tight, right? Sounds good. That's it. So do. where do you want to begin, uh, Patrick? Where do you want to start? Ten years ago you started. How yeah. young are you, man? Ten years ago. So I'm 33 now. Okay. So I started fairly young in the trades. Right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. My dad's a handyman, so I kind of learned off the tools and stuff like that from him. And then I kind of ventured on my own. But, um, yeah, you get your feet wet, you learn mistakes here and there, you get experience, and uh, that's what you become nowadays, right? <laughs> and closets nowadays are, well, every kid's got a walk-in closet now. Right. Yeah, with the yeah. sizes of houses now, yeah. Every parent has a massive closet now. You're getting closets, walk-in closets that have windows and skylights. Of course, and the sizes of bedrooms and stuff, yeah. so the possibilities are endless, right? There's different variations of colors, designs, uh, you can do islands, so there's a lot of different options evolved but you're also like you're not afraid of doing a standard two by five 
Door. Reach in closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's in. what we do. There's no job too small, too big, so we kind of entertain everything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it definitely makes the clients a lot more functionality wise, gives them a lot more open doors and stuff like that. Even the smallest reach in closet helps out to have a bit more organization instead of the standard builder rod and shelf because you're not maximizing is is that on the the list there do you offer the standard rod and shelf no No, no. you don't (laughs) we rip those out and they go (laughs) in the garbage we don't even those things are made with off cuts and they probably always have to buy the dowel exactly like the rod right it's always a wood one as well right i know nowadays they'll use the adjustable oh yeah yeah, steel one that kind of hangs over the cleats yeah screw down but it's all junk because you're wasting all that space yeah so that's the first thing we do is just come out rip it out and install our, our new system. They build the little triangle at the very end and then one in the <laughs> middle if it's long enough or right. whatever, right? Exactly. But that's like such a wasted space of for sure any closet, yeah. right? Because you've got like five feet above and then maybe three feet under, right? So you can ha- you only hang so many long objects that you can uh, can obtain, right? Long dresses and stuff like that. The rest is kind of just wasted space. So Since you're here... Is there a perfect formula for a closet or is it literally based off of each person, whoever's room it is? It usually is tailored to their personality and what they would want to be used for. Some clients like to store on shelves as opposed to hang. So some clients like to hang more than shelves. It's kind of vice versa, but usually a reach and closet is kind of standard. We'll have like a shelving tower in the middle and then double hang on both sides. And then we can alternate it, add some options like chores. What about long hanging? Yeah, so yeah, if we can we can incorporate a small little section for long hang if if they would require, but again, it does eat into your double hang space. So yeah. a lot of clients would have like a spare bedroom or so that they would kind of offset their long hang into there, and then that way we can just make sure the priorities in their their master, so they're not bouncing around different rooms and stuff like that. Because again, it's seasonal for long hang. Yeah. So you're not using it as a everyday day to day basis. But you right? could always like. You always put two shelves on the top, right? Yeah. I, I never understood why they would only put one shelf and then you would stack things on top of each other. Right. Yeah. We usually leave uh, 12 inches from the yeah. ceiling. So that yeah. way you can still store totes, boxes and bins and seasonal stuff and objects like that. And then that way you're just maximizing the full utilization of the height. Right. So do you do you ever get into renovating the opening? Because I can't stand builder grade closets. I give you one 24 inch door to access a two by five. So reach in closet in that case a lot of clients would want to have like a full built-in aspect yeah. where we would cut out the bulkhead and then have it flush with the wall and everything like that yeah it is a bit more labor intensive but it gives it a nicer look the only thing is depending on the size of the room because they're cabinet doors they kind of obstruct so if your bed is close to where the reach and closet used to be or your night table or something like that it does tend to impede if you were to install a full built system because, it, again, it, it gives it a nicer look and finish, and then it looks a bit more premium when you have that installed, right? As opposed to having a interior door, and then you have the two, like, 12 inches on the sides. Yeah. So it's e- harder to access into the corners. So it does offer a better versatility if you were to do the full built-in. But, again, it comes down to the client's perspective and budget and what they're looking to, to actually accomplish. Are, you, are right? you seeing more, I guess, of the new construction where they're not even incorporating closets at all? And then they want you to come in to actually give them a piece of furniture to put into that area. So then you save the space of the wall and the door and everything like that. Yeah, so there has been a couple homes that I've worked in that there is no closet installed. It's just I, I work with a blank canvas and then I have to just make a, like a built-in unit just to kind of incorporate into the room instead of having for them to frame it out and then build a closet and stuff like that. So it it does, it is a an option that's that's been coming along what do you Quite prefer? Often. Do you prefer going that route or is it, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I kind of, I feel like I'm the traditionalist where I feel that there should be a separate room. That's a closet. So then it has a door or two doors and 
that's the area. It really of. depends. I prefer doing the built-in just it's better for the portfolio when yeah. I take pictures and stuff like that. Cause again, a recent closet only so much. And then I've done thousands of them, right? They all look the same. So in terms of portfolio aspect and, and, and in that sense, I do prefer doing the built-in units, but again, it's, it's, it's all based on the, the, the layout of the room and what they're looking to actually achieve. Right. So what's the biggest closet you ever tackled that a client, uh, probably like you were saying size uh, of a garage. I would say so, yeah. Maybe a 12 by 12 kind of room. And then we do full built-ins all the way around. This was a custom home in Oakville that we did by the water, right? Was so it able to, like, store everything that they wanted to fit in there? Oh, and ample storage oh, so to there was be plenty left space. with. Yeah, left yeah, of over? Okay, yeah. I thought that maybe they filled it all up. No, no, th- that gave them an excuse to go shopping, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> But it came out nice. We did, like, a, a flat panel just so it's not too... I know you're not a fan of shaker and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm not even... A, I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> bring it up, man. Listen, you bring it up. Is I saw your page. I saw your post and everything like that. And I know that clients are asking for that shaker look. The thing is... Which is great. Right. A lot of clients, they're, they're scared to go kind of off trend so they won't want to commit to like a different color because i wouldn't do a flat panel white because it kind of looks it it tends to be a bit cheap yeah i would go with like a mocha light gray finish with the veneers that are going on today like i'm I'm assuming where you get the material from there's like with wood grains and stuff yeah i was recently at richelieu and i was like going this is beautiful this is beautiful and then my this is beautiful eyes were walking along to all these different panels and i'm like okay so what's the cost of this he goes you don't even want to know right and it was getting as high as like twenty five hundred dollars for one sheet of this panel this style yeah forget that tends to get up there there's some cheaper kind of wood grains you can get into but again it, it the clients are scared to commit because it's kind of it might be trendy is what they're feeling so they just usually go the safe route just going like a white shaker um, that's what I would recommend instead of just going like a flat panel, right? So what, what I like is in. that what you guys do is that you guys are, I, I like, first of all, you can see that it's customizable for the client. Exactly. So you know that you had a conversation with the client, whether that's the husband, wife, daughter, son, whatever it was, right? right. Like you knew what they were asking for. What I don't want to see is a closet that's just pretty right. for the sake of being pretty. Exactly. That drawer, that whatever, I hang the rod or whatever, has a purpose right it should be doing that right because again it's it's to their functionality and convenience right it's always going to be tailored to what their daily day use is going to be so i always like to get a feel what the customer is going in through and then i i I walk through my customers from first to to start to finish so i'm at the consultation stage the design stage so we do 3d mock-ups and rendering so that way they can see actual visual of how the product will come out yeah and then that way it's just cohesive throughout the whole planning stage right so if they wanted to make tweaks after they get those mock-ups then we can do it and change something here something there and then that way it's just catered to what they feel like their their use would be for right i've seen like there's all kinds of bells and whistles in your industry right Right. and it's just growing and growing and growing for sure which is great but i'm also seeing a lot of very impractical ideas right like right off the bat my argument is hampers pull out hampers Mm -hmm. they're too small they're too small and they take up quite a bit of space, a lot of space because this bag itself is only 14 inches deep, right? You can fit so what? Three or four three garments. Three sweaters. And that's yep, it. And that's it. And you're yep. done. I agree. Yeah. So then you, you're going to take that out anyway and you're going to go to the laundry at that point. For sure. Yeah. So just like there's some, and I, 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 as much as it's so nice to have the little pullout and have the pleated pants and just like, I just find it, it's like a little I, bit. I, I find that as well. Yeah. It's I don't like, usually recommend 
the accessories and stuff to my clients. It's only if they request it because, again, I find it's a waste of space. And then it's not as versatile in the future if you wanted to move stuff around or change yeah. your layout. You're kind of limited to, like, that belt rack or the, the, the pants rack, like you were saying. And then uh, that way you can only ha have those little rods that you're restricted to, right? So... There is a vast amount of options, like even the rotating shoe shelves and stuff like that. It okay, takes so your opinion on that, because I saw it the other day and I've seen it before. Right. I'm on the fence. It kind of makes sense. You can fit more items in a shorter period, like sh smaller space. But is it a year or nay on that point? The problem is it takes up because of the size of the bedrooms. We don't have, you know, that space, the bedrooms like in the States, right? Where yeah. they have huge homes. So you're going to be losing three by three in a corner just to accommodate that shoe tower, right? I don't know how many people have that amount of shoes to be wanting to dedicate that space to it. This is Canada, not the U.S. The exactly. U.S. loves walking into their homes with feet, footwear on. Of course. Canadians don't like it's walking a different into culture. a Yeah, it's a different idea, right? right? Yeah. Uh, whatever reason, somebody else can psychoanalyze that to death, but I just find Americans walking with shoes, Canadians don't walk in with I've shoes. I've noticed that as well. Right? Yeah, so, and, and I guess the Americans park their shoes up in the bedroom. I think Canadians park their shoes down on the main floor right. when they're getting ready to leave. And that's why they have a mirror by the front door, or by the side door, or whatever they're going to get. Because they got to put the footwear on to figure out how it's going to work with the outfit. Then they can see themselves before they go. But as far as I know, nobody wants to walk around with their footwear upstairs in the bedroom areas. Right. I agree. Yeah. It's a different culture. It's a yeah. different way to look at it. And then, again, they have the size of the homes to accommodate. So, What do the Europeans do? Uh, Are they that's footwear a good question. on? I, I haven't really ventured into Caribbean? that. I'm not too sure. What are they? Caribbean, yeah, more. They, they wear their shoes on. They the wear their shoes on. Yeah. But then they're dealing but with they mostly all, stone, tile, Exactly. Floors. I was about to say, they don't really usually have flooring or carpet, carpet. and stuff like that because yeah. of the climate. They usually just have concrete or, or tile, like you were saying, right? So it's very easy to clean in that sense. But yeah, I, I never understood the culture of wearing your shoes throughout the house. It, it doesn't you know how you change that culture? It's really simple. Just like walk around the city and just discover what exactly is on the sidewalks and the roadways yep. and the stores. And that's what's on your footwear. Exactly. Now walk that footwear into your house now. Yeah. A lot of people don't think of it, but that's the way you got to I think about it. it all the time. Yep. Take the public transit and get on the public transit. No, no way. <laughs> footwear is going to stay on the main floor. Sure. But I, I, okay. So you got any interesting things that clients have asked you to, to incorporate regarding, I guess you, that's the room that maybe a client might ask for a safe or a hidden storage. Yeah, usually they'll just want space allocated and they'll have their unit and then secure it down into the, the cabinetry or whatever yeah. it is. So I'll just kind of work around the specs that they gave me, but um, not not quite often, right? Because I'll have, like, one client had a big gun safe, right? So yeah. so I kind of incorporated around the, the cabinetry to, to make it so it's concealed and everything. So that way it's not as conspicuous, but you open a cabinet door and then you open the safe door, kind of get to it, and then... That way, uh, that's that there. But nothing really too obscure that I would come to the back of my memory. Like like you were saying, the the laundry hampers. The sometimes they'll have the fold out ironing boards and stuff like that. See, that's the other one. The, the, the tilt forward laundry hamper. Yeah, I don't know about that one either. Yeah, they have a tilt, and then they have one that slides on a like a ball bearing yes. track. The problem is the one with the the slide out, the pull out. You can't put a door on it because there's no mechanisms to nope. screw. So you, you always see it, right? That's the thing, right? But again, the tilt-down is very restricted on what you can actually use. I guess for you have storing. a slightly bigger bag on the tilt-down one. Yep. But I don't know if that works. And then I uh, I never understood the hanging the ties. Right. Like I, the drawer is kind of nice and you coil the ties, right? I agree. That's yep. an idea. Because you can always get the dividers and then yes. just have them and in then pop them in and that makes sense. Yeah. And then the other thing that I, I don't see a lot of and I think there should be are mirrors. 
Quickly turn digital measurements into efficient gains for your business. With iGUIDE, you can turn around DWG floor plans within 48 hours, easily share project files with partners, and create 3D walkthroughs for your clients. Stop struggling with inaccurate measurements, manual processes, and inefficient project planning and collaboration. Discover how you can boost productivity and cut costs with a virtual demo. Visit www.goiguide.com forward slash AEC to connect with an iGUIDE specialist. That's true. It should I be in closets at that point right. because you should already pull it off and then hold it against yourself to see if this is what's going to work for you today. Right. Instead of having to get out of the room, go to a mirror, which might be in the bedroom, or might be in the hallway, or might be in the bathroom. Sometimes you'll have the, we'll install like a mirror on a blank wall or I'll have like a frameless mirror door on the actual cabinetry itself. Yeah. So it serves as a full length mirror in that sense. Other times or you'll have like a niche where they'll have their jewelry and stuff like that where an opening is there and we'll just put an insert or a mirror there. Um, I know, like Richelieu and the suppliers, they have they have the pull out mirror, and then it turns right. Yeah, but it's like I don't need the back of my haircut to look at size mirror. You know what I mean? Right on. I yeah. need a proper a mirror. full length. Yeah, you can only see from probably your exactly. Shirt up, yeah. That's why I don't think those mirrors make sense. They they solve half the problem. Right. Exactly. Right. And what I've always done is that I, I hate single doors in reach-ins or okay. even walk-ins. I agree. And I do double doors and I'll always park a mirror on both sides. Yep. So then all of a sudden you can stand right in the middle of the opening and you can see front and back. On each of the door. Yep. It makes sense. Yeah. Because, and I took that from what? Dressing rooms and retail environment. Right. Every dressing room in a retail environment has that. It's, so you can see front and back. Exactly. So it's like I go back to start paying attention to what's being done in commercial applications. Right. Bring it home. Yeah, because it's cohesive. It works yeah. hand in hand, right? So that way it kind of works in both ways. I agree. Well, why is everybody on, on social media getting so kind of crazy about showing off their closets? Like, I'm talking about big time celebrities, and now it's getting filtered down to regular folk. Right. And you start seeing, like, shoes being on display and backlit and on an angle as if it's a, an like advert. Like a showcase. Or yeah. A, yeah. And I'm like, what's going on here, man? Like, hats. Like, I've had clients ask me, can you make a whole hat? I had with one client purses backlit i could see that yeah because yeah that's their prized possession right well, here's, so they here's show the it funny off. thing though i the person i was dating at the time she passed by to take a look at the job and she could care less about the whole job the whole job was nice but she was really fascinated by the purses but she told me which ones were fake and i'm like i don't know anything about this just world. at a glance and yeah. she was she, women know this thing man right. like i just don't get it like they were all brand name purses right and they're all beautifully backlit right and and she was like i know which ones are fake and i'm like what do you mean they're fake and i don't even really care that much about it but you're showing off something that wasn't legit or whatever but she was like i could tell you which one is fake and right. that was what she it took away from that, well, that yeah. site visit <laughs> that's the one thing she brought out of it <laughs> i'm like great but the cabinetry was great everything was great but everyone's highlighting these things now these features and all kinds of stuff where it's like I grew up on a, a rod and a shelf. Yeah, exactly. We it's all just like the bare this. minimum. Yeah. yeah, and now you got people wanting to show everything off, right? So that's good what it for comes you. It's good for business. Yeah, it helps out. Now you can be creative and you can try ideas. You can present new ideas. Exactly. And then get a sense of it, right? Yeah, that's true. How long does a project normally take you? Uh, usually, from the time you meet the client and start coming up with, I guess, their their parameters. From when I go to have a consult, it's usually about three weeks. So I'll have the the consult. I'll do the design aspect and maybe two three days within that aspect and then usually two weeks from then we'll have the installation date booked in and then usually it's a day or a few days installed depending on the the size of the job right 
like a standard walk-in closet or a reach-in closet would be a half-day, one-day job, kind of a, in that sense. If we're doing a whole house, it might be two days, yeah, right? Because there's a lot more involved, and then the material, bringing it in, everything, stuff like that. So, well, you're doing, I guess, average home, four bedroom. So you would do the three kids' bedrooms. You do the master bedroom. Then yeah. there's also, I guess, the front closet. Yeah, like mud room area. If we're doing just a standard kind of system, just working within the closets, like you're reaching closets and the, the walk-in closets and stuff like that, usually about a day, day and a half would be a full installation in and out. And then that would be based on them prepping the closets beforehand, right? So removing, I usually would recommend my clients to remove the old existing system just so they have the time to paint and patch and stuff like that beforehand. Okay. So that way. But you offer nice that fresh. as well too, or? I do offer that as, as a service as well. Yeah. yeah. So I have another sub that I, I have that to just make it easier for their aspect and just a white glove service, right? So that way they don't have to worry about anything. So 10 years ago, you're a kid. You're still a kid today, but yep. 10 years ago, you're a kidder. Um, Why did you want to get into this industry, this part? To be honest, I kind of just fell into it. I was I had a customer service background. Like I worked at a car rental company and a restaurant before. So that kind of helps transfer into this industry as well because mm -hmm. a lot of my clients have reflected to me that, I'm very calm and I've got my customer services eight yeah. tier and stuff like that. So it does transfer and it shows in your work, right? Cause you want your client to be happy at the end of the day, right? So, cause you want the referrals and you, you got to keep your reputation as well at the end of the end of the road as well. So yeah, I kind of just fell into the industry as a whole. And then I, I was started out as a helper at another company. And then I was liking the, the ways of the, the work and being self-employed and stuff like that. And then, Kind of just transfer it onto my own, and then you work your way up and build your own clientele, your network, and it's kind of been it's it's nice because I have a creative aspect on every job. Yeah, usually every job is a bit different in that sense. Like you were saying, they have their personal tastes and stuff like that, and then there's different finishes. So it, it's not really boring and mundane as doing like a regular just nitty gritty everyday job that you're just doing the same thing as a robot. Yeah, so it kind of helps in that aspect, just the, the creativity aspect. You're doing different objects every day, so. How are you doing all your your sales? I guess is it just is it mostly becoming word of mouth now, and you're yeah. doing some marketing. I would say yeah, most of my jobs now are because I've established my reputation. I've, I've created my own network, so a lot of it is just from word of mouth and referrals. And before, in the when I was first starting out, I was starting out with door door hangers and flyers and stuff like that. But I find the the physical marketing doesn't worry really uh, reach as much as online. Presence. Yeah, everyone's so online. Your exactly. clients are online. It's all based on social media nowadays. I did play around with Google Ads back then, but it didn't, didn't work. too much return, no, because there's a lot of competition in terms of the Noise. ranking high. Yeah. yeah so you got to pay a lot just to get the, the leads. And then it, it does help out when you, again, when you're first starting out because you need to get your foot in the door and then create your aspect of client basis on that sense. But as of lately, it's just been word of mouth. Like I have another client I'm going to after here that. I've done maybe four of their different homes, right? So it just kind of just transfers and carries with you, right? So How's the business? How's the business growing ever since you started it every year? Over, I guess you can't, I, I don't want you to factor in the pandemic years, right? Well, it's been busier yeah. during the pandemic, right? I'm sure it's been for Everyone realizes well. that things weren't working for them. Yeah. But now with the interest rate hikes, it's kind of slowed down a bit. And with yeah. the holidays and everything, I've talked to a lot of other trades that are saying the same thing that yep. they're seeing as well. That's norm. But um, yeah, you just kind of... Like if you, you're in the ropes, you're self-employed, you just kind of have something set aside just to carry you over with those downspurts and stuff like that. You got to get creative in different ways you can advertise and get marketing 
just so so that way you can uh, just kind of keep at it and then don't give up and then that way you'll just see yourself through at the end of the light right you still on the tools or are you handling oh the yeah business? yeah i do everything from start to finish really yeah yeah so and then how many guys you got working with you? I got t- two guys in the shop that uh, do all my cutting. And then uh, I'll prepare everything. Like I'll build the cabinetry in the shop myself as well. And then I'll have maybe two or three helpers I'll have on, on call that for bigger jobs that I need a hand with just to help me bring the material in. And then uh, I'll, I'll be okay from there usually. Don't worry about that. It was like, I don't know why. That's yeah, all good. <laughs> it doesn't concern me. It's like, it, it reminds me of the earlier days when we were doing this show and we were doing it like in Skylux's workshop and it was like forklifts being backed up in the background. <laughs> and I was like, hey, like there's construction going on in the construction light. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Normally it, it falls quiet. right in line. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> quiet. It's, like, it's not a filter. There's no filter on this show. It's like we didn't put that sound <laughs> Adding there. Adding some sound effects. Yeah. There'd be a lot more curse words if that was the case, right? <laughs> if it was a real construction site, there'd be a shitload of curse words. For sure. No, I like what you're doing. I like what you're building and how you're, you're, you're seeing it. Are you prepared for it to grow? Are you ready, starting to plan how that's going to move? That's one thing I'm kind of stuck right now with because I know a lot of my clients have told me once you start to scale, the kind of workmanship starts to go down. So that's what I'm that's afraid That's the balance, of. right? But I know at some point I won't be able to do this forever because no. you're paying and stuff like that with the labor. So I find like if you get a good guy, you got you to gotta see past their skill, their inability, their ability to perform, right? You got to see the cares characteristics of them as long as they're, they're hard worker, work ethic, and they're trustworthy. Cause again, we're working clients homes. They live there, right? They have their valuables and stuff like that. So at a point I, I find I will need to scale and, and start to hire some people that to work under me and train. But um, right now I, I'm just trying to go as far as I can, as long as I can just to kind of keep it that well, business intimate. is good though right yeah 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 so you see I, I like that you've taken a niche it's a niche within a niche like exactly. it's just like not everybody thinks about this because i'm assuming even in new builds that you're going into they still have the classic whatever yep and then they're realizing well there's so much more potential here and that's where you come in and you start offering ideas for them exactly and, and there will be there sorry you, you're doing custom for exactly that. yeah there will be times i work with custom builders as well so if the client is interested in getting a custom closet built out, they'll just kind of bring me in just to have an aspect of having the design and stuff like that. Just before they even bother putting the shelf in rod because it doesn't make sense to do that if they're just looking for a solution that's ready to go turnkey before they even take the possession of the home, right? So, What's your closet look like? My closets, that's the thing, right? No, don't Whenever, tell me shoemaker. Really? No, no, it's just bare minimum, right? Bare minimum, that's what I mean. It's like a mechanic, right? You, yeah. You have, you're working on cars, but you, your own car is neglected. Like, I don't know, outfit, no? No, it's true. On your downtime, that's that's the best time to do it. All the downtimes come in the holidays. Or exactly. Like, so, right? So yeah, there's an it might be time. I got to also do my mom's kitchen as well. That's kind of been on the back burner. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, family <laughs> always gets way back on the burner yeah. because they don't pay. <laughs> that's why so if they don't pay you get pushed on the list i don't give a shit right and the bills come first right? i already got clients that don't pay so i don't have to deal with family that don't pay right right and so it's you. just like that shit will get done when it eventually gets done but yeah. they can always press you right yeah time so, comes so. when when the time comes around right you gotta get around <laughs> to it when you can right I, i'm trying to figure out what what other like what do you think is a good looking closet for you like that hasn't been we can argue the shaker everyone wants shaker because it's nice and safe but yeah. i'm sure that you guys scroll through and see other kinds of closets and i'm not talking the ultra rich closets right? right i'm talking about stuff that is attainable in a typical home what do you like seeing for a full built-in like i like the the white oak 
finish on the exterior nice. of the closets yeah. and then there's one job we'll be also doing it's not really white oak it's more of a walnut exterior finish yeah and we're also incorporating lighting inside the units and everything with the led strips so it's going to be a nice nice unit when it's all finished up how are you connecting the lights i guess when you turn on the closet light stuff when you walk in it's yeah their contractors ele the electrician is going to be tapping it into a switch yeah. so they'll have an individual light switch on the, the actual that's kind of nice yeah it'll look good yeah. with the lutron and stuff like that so Everything's came a long way, right? Lots, there's <laughs> lots, there's lots of bells and whistles now. Lots of options now, right? For sure. So I mean, I mean, I even got light behind my sign here. <laughs> so but it helps. It's, it's right? nice, right? It's it a little detail, right? Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense at that point. But in this in this particular application, they only have one ceiling light, right? Normally. So they can't do pot lights because uh, they normally put the boob light. Exactly. One little housing on this. Yeah. Right. And then there's only so many aftermarket or on the market lights that you can get that'll illuminate the whole room but then the closet itself when you open the doors it's still dark in there so that's why the, the led lighting will kind of help out and then make it easier to to see what you're looking at right yeah totally and then you're also saying that so you're getting into mud rooms you're getting into kitchens now you're getting into other opportunities what yep. else are you getting into uh pantries it's all pantries, it's yeah. all more or less the same line of cabinetry so it all falls in line, right? So it's more or less the same kind of industry. It's just... It's all functional cabinetry. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it well, is. Well, all cabinetry is supposed to be functional. Storage so. solutions around the homes, right? Yeah, so yeah, that's what it says, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of nice mudroom projects we've done with a little bench, fabric, cushion, with some storage below. And then we'll do a beadboard on the back with the hooks and stuff like that with a nice tall, full-length pantry beside it with your storage for coats and stuff like yeah, that. I've so. done my share of those, man. It just, it takes a long time. It's always custom. Exactly. And, yeah, um, yeah it takes a long time. Right. That's all the, and then it's always, you got to explain it to the client, show them a drawing, show them a sketch. This is what I was thinking about. And you always make enough cubbies based on how many kids they have. Exactly. Then, then you have that conversation with the client about, ah, we might get pregnant again. Well, <laughs> it's not we, it's one person gets pregnant, but yeah, I'm fine. Are you guys going to get pregnant again? Let me know. I'll make a fourth cubby, right? Right. So you have all these, but that's what I like about your your neck of the industry, where it's like it's extremely customizable, functional work to the particular clients. It needs has and to aspects. be right. But I guess is there ever a conversation about we're going to sell the property and we don't know who's going to move in here? There is. So that's where clients will go a bit more safe, where it's more versatile for someone that's moving in. So they don't want it too personalized, where they want it attached to themselves, they'll look towards the future for resale value as well, right? So they'll want like a his and hers aspect instead of a, just a whole hers closet, just so that it kind of transfers. Because the, the truth is, you never know. Some An opportunity might come, you need to sell and move off, move up, downgrade, whatever it is. So you always have to have that in the back of your mind as well, right? So You ever get clients who are like, we might take it with us? Is that a conversation it's, that happens? It can work in some applications. The problem is the space. It might not transfer because I'm sure you know floor plans are completely yeah, yeah. different. So whether you need to remove one section of the actual cabinetry itself or add another, it's usually not worth the hassle to, to transfer it over. It's always better to just include it in the, the sale price that you're selling the home for. Yeah. And then that way you'll just do a new built-in unit wherever you're going. And then you can start from fresh and maybe there's different things you didn't see beforehand that you see a need for now where you can change in the new design right so that way it'll it'll help in the future using digital platforms in our industry is becoming more common especially among the young folks because it improves efficiency prevents mistakes and overall makes our lives as contractors easier this is why we partnered with connect team a platform built to manage train and communicate with your team
Connect Teams desktop version gives managers a live overview of the business to track work hours, create schedules, make sure the business meets compliance, and so much more. Employees just download the app to their mobile to clock in and out, share safety reports, and get updates all in one place, ensuring they've got what they need to perform at their best. Connect Team has a free plan and a 14-day free trial. Try them today by checking out the link in the show notes. Let me, uh, pop quiz time. Sure. Let me give you a scenario and see what you, I want to get your opinion on something. Let's say you've got a room, an area for a walk-in closet. I'm going to say it's um, 12 feet wide. Okay. doesn't matter how long it is because it's like you're walking into it, but it's 12 feet wide. Right. Your original idea is to put reach-ins on both sides. Okay. Right? Not, I guess not reach-ins, just all cabinetry that you can open up and then you can access on both sides. Right? right. How much space do you need to allow yourself in front of these open up cabinetry areas and still fit a seating bench in the middle so you can try stuff on and sit down or hang stuff there? What's the minimum amount of space before you can, and then decide what's the minimum size you can make that bench in the middle. So if you got 12 feet, right. you're losing 24 inches, I guess. Yep. So you're losing four feet. Now you got eight feet left. How much space do you need in front of each of those? And how, what size bench will that become? So typically the standard principle of a kitchen, like a chef's kitchen is 36 inches of depth. So it's tight at 36. It's, you I know it's tight. Yeah. I find it's tight. Okay. So I think it should always be 42, but okay. you can get away with 36. I see. Yeah. So that's usually a guideline that we would follow before intermediating with another unit in front of it, just as a obstruction. But if you're saying 42, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. In the so future, if you go if two feet, two feet, you're left with eight. And now let's say, let's go argument's sake, we'll go three feet, three feet. Right. So you're left with two. So that bench becomes two feet now. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Where it can be a bench or an island, whatever. An it island. Is, right? yeah, so it could be another storage area. And then it could be a top dresser or something like that. Exactly. So, so you can access it. Yes. And the benefit is because everything is custom, we don't necessarily need to have a two foot island. We can go a bit shallower just to accommodate that that clearance of space you need to to service and operate around the actual island itself, right? Okay. Would you still keep it 36 inches on both sides? If it's not a walk-in closet, it's a walk-through closet. If it's a walk-through, like, say, to the bathroom? If that's the case, like a hallway kind of idea, and you have cabinetry on both sides, I wouldn't put anything in the middle. You would leave, but then now it starts to look very, very big of an opening, right? And you got nothing to put anything down when you're accessing... The closets area i see what you're saying but you're still basing back off that 12 feet of it's still 12 feet that's what i'm saying is that's where the dilemma is where it's like it's 12 feet two feet is consumed by the sides right you give yourself the three feet on either side so now you're left with two feet but you put a bench or some sort of unit in the middle but you're walking through to go to the bathroom now you have to walk around this bench to get to the bathroom would you still put the bench there you wouldn't put the bench there right i personally wouldn't because it with your eye, you don't want to see an object or anything. But then now you've got right? eight feet of space. I hear what you're saying, yeah. Well, that's the case where we can do a corner unit on the side, right? Because we're working with the widths if you're looking straight the ahead. The openings are literally enough space to give yourself the two feet on either side. Okay. You'd have to decrease the opening to go into the bathroom. To make a narrow door to access, yeah. I mean, a little small bench would make sense because it's not like tall like an island per se 
just so that way you can sit down and then maybe you'll have full length mirrors on the either end of it just so that, that way was you the can idea kind of see that but, would work yeah, i, I the, would i would entertain a bench but the, not an the, island the right? problem is that what i'm trying to get at is a, a, do you do you fit the bench maybe not 24 maybe you go 16 you treat it like a museum bench right like a cushion that you're sitting there and you're looking at a painting or something like that but i think you need something there to access the closet to sit down or access the closet and maybe it's a pull out rod that you can hang certain things on that bench end or something right but you're you're functionally using that bench for a purpose but then when you want to travel to the bathroom you have to go around the bench whether it's right or left and then access the bathroom and then come back into the bedroom area but in your point with it being a bench i don't think it would be too much in a, in a It'd be okay. but it would be nice to have just to have for convenience because right? again if we want to lie something down when you're taking stuff out of your closet yeah. just to set your outfit together i, I think it would be because i've just i mess around with something and i'm just like thinking yeah i'm not a huge fan of huge walk-in closets and you're walking into a certain area um i'd rather have a walk-through closet and that was the it's the more layout. flowy yeah I, I agree too and it's airy it's not just kind of yeah. claust, close off and claustrophobic because you would make it look almost furniture like it would be like a white oak it wouldn't be a white shake or anything right. like that it'd be white oak so it'd look like nice cabinetry exactly and even if you wanted to you can do certain panels in a frosted glass or something like that so then you can kind of see what cabinet has what yeah but you're the homeowner you already know what's what exactly at that point i guess it's when you're selling it you can decide on what you want to do right right on yeah so I just want to pick your brain about that one. No, it's a good point to bring up because, again, that's where creativity comes into play, right? So because you still need to figure that, keep that in mind, that transporting into the bathroom and not kind of making an eyesore right in the middle of your, your walk space, right? So It's the same thing with, I, I have a problem sometimes with some large closets and then they put those big storage areas like in the center or like they, they think that the room is large enough to accommodate this big chest in the middle. Right. And I think it actually makes it smaller. And it, when sometimes I see those, they even feel smaller than 36 inches away from face to face, right? I agree. And I'm like, it's too tight. Like now you're, it's like you're in a, you're a mouse in a, in a maze, right? And you're trying to get around all these components and all you really were fixated on was the function and the storage space of everything that I need to put in here. Right. And I'm like, that was the mistake. You should have been focusing on the functionality of how do you navigate around this? Because at the end of the day, the client's the one that's going to have to deal with it yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis. So if yeah. it's not convenient for them and it's more of a uh, something on the back of their mind that they have to actually think about when they're operating, it's it's more of a hassle than it's worth, right? How much are you getting clients asking you to incorporate, I guess, their jewelry into some of this stuff? Because it kind of makes sense that you'd have a pullout. Yeah, usually I'll have like a, a top drawer that's like a standard jewelry tray with yeah. dividers and stuff like that. Some clients will have like a jewelry tree that's on top of that drawer on the shelf itself. That's where we'll kind of usually incorporate like the glass behind it. So that way it just gives it a nicer look as a niche in that sense. Yeah. But uh, usually those those are the, the two applications that you'll usually incorporate jewelry. Okay, so you tell us what's the best way to hang everything. So I guess jackets, men's shirts women's dresses coats long coats short coats pants yep sweaters socks ties like what's what should be hung what should be folded what should be trade what should be if you're asking me personally yeah I, i'm just curious i'd rather hang everything i hang like to everything. see because I, I i'm a bit lazy i don't like to sit and fold and stuff like that yeah, yeah but yeah. sweaters i agree should be sweaters and maybe jeans because jeans are bulky when you hang them so I would say sweaters and jeans fold you them can and fold put, them on, put the on the shelves. Yeah. And then everything else I would typically hang. Just That's just from my personal aspect, just for ease and convenience. But uh, a lot of clients, they like to actual fold, so we'll accommodate more shelving space for them 
to to actually make that possible and then that way we'll just have a smaller leftover space for for hanging space and that way they can do you get clients like they're trying to eliminate any other kind of pieces of furniture in the bedroom yes they want to they want to put all their clothing into the closet they do not want a dresser to accommodate some of their clothing right not typically they want the the bedroom to be minimal as possible least amount of furniture but problem is with the size of the closets we're working with typically it's not usually possible can't fit everything yeah. yeah so they'll usually just try to we'll maximize as much as we can with the closets we're working with and then whatever's left over maybe they can downsize with a smaller dresser just so it's less footprint in the actual bedroom itself but usually in the homes that we have unless you're in custom homes or million dollar homes you typically need to have an offset piece of furniture in the actual bedroom itself right almost for decorative purpose at that point right yeah it's not really a functional right exactly and there's times too where they won't have enough actual storage in the closet itself so we'll have to build an actual unit in the bedroom to accommodate the offset as well right because again if you have a five foot closet in the bedroom there's only so much amount of storage that you can actually fit in there so we'll do like a full length wardrobe unit with a bank of drawers beside it and then they'll maybe mount the tv on top just if they if they have a tv in the bedroom so that way it's still Serves as a piece of furniture and you Makes still have sense. The, the cosmetic appeal of it, right? You ever get, because um, I guess as much as I gripe about kids having their own closet, whether it's a reach-in or whatever, mm-hmm. his and hers, like it's one closet is for her, one closet is for him. In masters? Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. All the time, yeah. huh? Yeah. Are you making them both the same or is he asking for one thing and she's asking for like style wise? It's usually the only differentiating factor is the, the lady will need the, the long hang section, right? So they'll need for their dresses. So we'll yes. just accommodate a side. But side they'll still that. go white shaker and go that route. He won't ask for something that's dark. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, unless you're going like. It's separate rooms. If it's separate rooms, it makes sense. But if you're going like side by side in a no, his no, and hers, no, 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 it's not like Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny and putting the tape down <laughs> and separating one side, one side. You're in two different homes. Yeah, exactly. Looking and that's your side. That's my side. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's just therapy, divorce and stuff like that. But typically the clients will want to keep all the closets cohesive, all symmetrical, all the same. And then the master, they'll maybe do a different color. What or a finish. missed opportunity. I mean, I'm sure that if they've got kids, they probably want something colorful and vibrant in the closet. No. Again, safe. Right, they want to be safe. To resale, yeah, that's that's every, everything ties around, right? So, would you do like some of those funky colors, like panel, flat panel, funky colors? I I, I would entertain it, but I wouldn't recommend it because you don't know who's going to move in your next. Exactly. Like the safe colors, like I was mentioning, the light grays, the wood grains, and stuff like that. Like there's some finishes teals or glossy reds. Or, or yeah, we have those finishes too, but I've never used them. But that would be a good-looking closet. Possibly, depending on the application. But again. At one time, I pitched for a client uh, a mudroom, and I wanted to build all the storage uh, pieces. Okay. Um, actual high school lockers. Nice. And then I found a company that actually makes the lockers. Right on. And I was like, here, I'm presenting it. Here's your numbers. And then they were, like, keen. Then they lost interest. And then they wanted to, like, look like a high school kind of thing and i was like it's a functioning mudroom like you want to put the kids were hockey for players. hockey i was about to say yeah, yeah for so i'm like bins. this all makes sense everything based on what you've told me this makes sense and never bought never bit into it and i was like i still have the pamphlet i still have the brochure of the of the lockers and i was like i gotta put this in the house one day yeah they i think it's a clever idea it, it is but they're, they're again it's probably they're scared to commit to it right because they don't know how long their kids are going to be playing and then i put locks on it too man 
it's like it's true <laughs> you're grounded you're not playing this week and you right. put a lock on it you can't get to your gear now right that's true you can do that i don't know i would have some fun if it was but you know what's funny is that they're losing out on the closet with you but then they're giving some sort of color components to their en suites right accent color tile or mosaic or some if it's a girl's it's going to be pinkish kind of thing or something like or the, wall color or whatever yeah, it is. yeah they'll like tie that. it in somewhere else but then when it comes to the closets you just dismiss it why not have some fun in there as well too it's a good question it would be nice to see it come to life and stuff like that because again i'm tired of just seeing the the plain white right it's always good to have some different differentiating factors do you know in. of um kickstarter yeah yeah I, I'm not on Kickstarter anymore. I was there in the early days of it when I was actually supporting regular folk that had great ideas and wanted to get it out there. And now you got all these celebrities that are on there asking for money for their projects. And I'm like, you guys have money. Why are you asking for money? Right. Well, there was one thing that I came across where this guy invented this thing called Frank. Okay. And he designed a, a hook that was in the shape of a rabbit's face with the two ears pointing up that were the hooks. And then the two screws that were holding it were his eyes. Oh, and then he clever. put a little triangle for the nose, right? Right. So I bought like four of them. They were painted, I think it was like a teal or something like that. Okay. And I thought it was cool. And nobody wanted to entertain that idea. And I put it in. I was like, I bought them because I was interested. I invested in it. And then I put it in my own closet. And I was like, that's where I hung the belts and I hung ties. And You're talking like individual hooks. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's clever. That's but it was in idea. the shape of a rabbit's head and it was called Frank. Right. And I thought that was a clever idea. That some, and it had color. And I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. That's some character that's to I'm, you. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. If a kid wants to go with some colorful cabinetry or face or... I'd do a pattern. Like, wouldn't you want to do, like, some sort of patterns or... I guess today, nowadays, you can get patterns and glue them on. You can stick them on or something like that. Yeah, there's there's countless options available now on the market, right? There's, like, in the terms of characteristics, I've had some clients where they'll install wallpaper before I put the closet yeah. with the the back exposed. So I'll just have the closet system installed and then you'll see the wallpaper behind it. Yeah. So that adds some funky character to it as well. And then usually behind the shaker. Well. Yeah. So you got to open it up to see the actual interesting component of it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Is everybody asking for like, it's all soft clothes now? Everything. It's a standard. I don't, I don't, I they mean, don't make my industry look. standard, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. do any regular right because you're always already paying for a custom closet you might as well just get get what you can i don't even offer a regular i so mean at the price point yeah just, i mean it's just the it's price point is there's very different minimal difference in terms of going with soft clothes so might as well right and then i guess you you're not you haven't been in the business long enough that you have to start servicing or do you have to start going back and i've had some service calls just okay, little yeah. small things just they want to change tear, stuff around like that, yeah wear and tear like not in really. that sense, not really. No, no. no. I haven't, really haven't had any issues. But coming back to actually change certain... Yeah, if they want to change the configuration, move something around, ask for a couple extra shelves, I'll take care of that because, again, that's no, that's no concern for me. I'd rather just make sure they're happy. And so where do you see the business, man? Where do you want to take the business? Ideally, uh, what's your plan? I'm happy where I am now because I like to keep that relationship with the clients. At some point, I'll have someone working under me just to start them out training and get them installing and then that way maybe i'll at some point have a team a small team maybe two guys running out doing the jobs and then i'll kind of just be doing the quotes estimates and then uh, the aftercare too just after the job's done just the customer service aspect and that way uh kind of get off the tools and give my body a bit of a rest because again my knees are starting to act up so <laughs> at some point yeah because there's drawers and cabinets at the bottom exactly you're, just, uh, you're on your knees quite a bit and you got to get up and down so it takes a toll but it's not as bad as flooring. That's what I would say. <laughs> no, flooring you're on the whole time. Yeah. 
your clientele, what are, are we talking young? Mostly young people are reaching out to you? Not necessarily. I would say uh, always usually over 40. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so they just want to organize their lives. Exactly. Yeah. It's usually the more the wives that, that are looking to uh, for the solution because they're the ones that uh, look for the storage. Because the guys it have the organized the chaos. They know and exactly they don't care. where everything's at. Exactly. They I just got to lift all this to get to that. <laughs> I know how that It's works. funny how it works, too, because you'll know exactly where it is, and it'll be buried underneath something. But if their significant other moves it, then they're lost. Yeah. They it's won't like know they have half the map at that point. Exactly. And they're like, why'd you move it? I know exactly where it was. But usually the husbands will, will see in the end where the wife's vision was and how much ease of day-to-day life it is inconvenience in that aspect because you're not walking into chaos, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit more organized. You can maintain that afterwards because usually like clients will purge after before we come in and then put everything back that's, into the that's closet. That's a good point, man. Clients should purge. Exactly. Years go by and they'll have stuff buried at the back of the closet that they've mm. never seen. And decades and styles go by. Exactly. <laughs> and there's certain things you should let go, but just don't tell me that because I got certain jackets from my younger years that I'm not going to let go. Sentimental. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. sentimental. It's just like that's the style was then and maybe I'm getting old enough that I want that style to come back one day. It will. Nobody wears black leather jackets anymore. Long coat, three-quarter. Surprisingly, yeah. You, now that you bring it up, I've never, never seen them around. Well, I've got a very nice one, so it's just like I'm waiting for it to come back. I find that, yeah, trends, <laughs> the fashion trends always kind of repeat itself. So you hang on to it, your day will come. I got you like your age, people coming by, like friends that I know in the industry, and they're like, like when did you ever wear this? I was like, before you were born. So shut up, man. Just accept <laughs> it. Like this was cool shit back then. It will be cool shit one day again. Okay, for sure. I Leave agree. it at that. It's you're not gonna see this at Value Village and someone buying fifty bucks for it. Right. But yeah, no, I guess purging is smart to educate your, how do they treat that? Like, how do they receive that, that quest from you? Like that question to ask, you're going to have to get rid of some stuff here. Are they yeah. usually open to it? Yeah, they're usually open. It doesn't, because it was on the back of their mind usually from beforehand. So that way it kind of forces them to do it themselves, right? Because so, yeah. everything has to come out of the closet anyways. So once they're putting it back in, they realize, well, why do I still have this thing? And then they'll go off, go to Goodwill, donate it, whatever it is. Yeah pass it on and that way it just gives them more space to to renew their, their wardrobe right so the all-new kohler home generator the most powerful the most durable the most customizable and the quietest home generator you can buy when it counts, count on Kohler. Helps you, out hand in hand. You're going to get into um, garages? Garages, I would like to entertain one day. You got to use a specific kind of material because yep. of the Outdoor. climates. Yeah. 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 But I know the, the, that it's ex- quite expensive because it's like a resin. So it's, I've heard from another dealer that I work with that it's, it's shocking and they tell their clients the price of it because it's expensive our climate changes so often so you got to make sure you put something durable so that way it's not expanding and contracting in the the summer and the winter weathers so i would like to enter it to attain it one day and then i did it it i did it about maybe i'm gonna say 12 for myself i did it 12 13 years ago i used the whole gladiator line right they use like the stainless steel yeah i i wanted steel and it's it's not as functional regarding where to place shelves and stuff like it's pretty fixed at that point but i did like that it was keyed i like that it was metal it was coated metal um i ended up making a lot of the wood countertops myself 
just in the same vein, same style as their stuff. The only thing that I guess the downside of theirs is that they have flexible feet. Okay. You could just thread them because every draw, every garage is is not going to be level. It's going to be course. sloped, right? Right. And so you can do that. And all I, I all I see now is that there's a little bit of rust forming, but that's because of the winter months. You get salt and you get kind of stuff getting into the car or into the garage, and your car comes into the garage. And so now you get water, right. salt water, and so that's just the only thing that's been happening to it. But other than that, still swinging, still closing, still there's a few scratches here and there, but very, very durable. Very durable. Yep. Yeah. You can throw your tools in there. No worries at all. That's what it's usually no meant for. All, right? yeah, so, so it works, but I think that it makes sense for you almost naturally to get into garages yeah, as well. Right. Kind of it's just about organizing way. stuff. Right? right. Exactly. Yeah. For the clients that want to be handymen, I guess. I agree. They want to park all their Ryobi tools in safe places. Right. Get the nice slat walls with the hooks and attachments for all your lawns, lawn care and stuff like that. Yeah. I like seeing organized garages. I hate seeing, Hoarded garages, man. Oh, it's a nightmare. Like where they have that tunnel, like it, it's the, the one wa- little the walk space. Pa- yeah, the one little through. walk space, and you yeah. start wondering why don't you just like purge this thing, man? Right. Nothing you can let go of, eh? Yeah, it, nothing surprises me anymore because I've seen the garages just packed to the ceiling yeah. with just boxes and bins and stuff like that. And then in the winter months, like now, I need somewhere to cut. Right, I can't cut outside, and then what am I going to do? So it's, you get those tight situations where maybe you'll have to take your rips to the shop and then come back and then there's extra travel time and stuff like that because yeah i can't be cutting outside i I would just stand there going you got a match (laughs) you set it all up (laughs) (laughs) just light it up man and just get it out of there no no i i don't know why homeowners just do that they can't they they can't they're too attached right they they don't want to let anything same reason the the public storage business is just booming right yeah yeah, everyone's like so so you clear the garage and you park it into a public and then they never go and check up on it look at it because they don't need anything that's in there it's just curing the fees for no reason then it becomes an episode of uh, storage wars or whatever and people (laughs) discovering what they found some vintage items look at this jacket i found here man (laughs) from many (laughs) no you're never gonna be in a storage wars man what else you want to share patrick what else do i want to know about all these clauses and stuff um you ever get into funkiness i guess they're asking no stone eh No, no not typically no i'll usually do i've done a couple wet bars and i'll do some two two fully length units beside i've done one recently uh, a closet alcoholic like what's going on here? not in the actual closet itself this oh. is in a part of like oh, dining okay, room okay okay yeah, all, right, yeah. all right so we'll have two full length units so i did a nice like a matte black finish on it and then two full floating units and with the doors put in between. that in a closet man matte black yeah I, that I look nice I, it would look beautiful i believe you no handles, right. push, just push, touch, yeah. With accent lighting, yeah. Just need the right house for it, and then you can come together. Or even you can go like a square, whatever the perimeter or shape of the closet is. An LED track into the the drywall, right? Yeah, that'll look beautiful. Come together, a thousand yeah. times better than white shaker, in my opinion. But <laughs> of course, yeah. no, I know, Re- no, that that would work cell wise. I think so too. That would be beautiful. It'd be a little darker, but you'd have to compensate the light. You gotta. You'd have to bring in more, in light. more light. To, That's all. To Just more light. Exactly. Because it will be a little dark, right? Right. But again, you can play with it. So. So you did the bar that way. Okay. And then that's cool. they had someone in that came in after. They did a, like a stone back in between the the floating units and then below. So it came out beautiful. So that way, it, and then the countertop as well, right? So that's where we'll kind of tie in different elements. But I don't supply the stone myself. They'll usually have their own installer to come afterwards. No, no it makes sense. Up. But at least you're off and, and you're. I like that you're giving them 3D SketchUp kind of markups so they can see it, right? It helps, yeah. A lot of, they can't visualize it from me explaining. And then based on my rough sketches, it can only show so much, right? 
that way it gives them a visual aspect different angles of how the closet would come out and then it, it helps out i believe who, who do you are you dealing with richelieu i do on a case-by-case basis okay. there's only a limited like specialty stuff that you can't yeah. get anywhere else yeah you'd be uh, restricted to richelieu but they come in handy i use them quite often it was funny how i um i built a headboard and i wanted to put drawers in it so i made it six inches deep okay and, and i discovered that there was actual tracks that are six inches Oh, for that sure. was the smallest track that you can get available yeah. available and then that worked. and then there was another job i they wanted me to pull out as far as possible ended up getting 36, 36. inch yeah yep. 36 inch was the max right and it had to be the upgraded one because of the weight so it was heavy it was probably about two and a half high i think right three quarter you know how the standards usually 10 mil half yeah. inch whatever it right is on. um but yeah that was the longest that i ever saw was three feet well, you ever seen longer than I that? I haven't seen. I, the max I've used is 24. I haven't used anything bigger than that. Just because the standard depth for a closet itself, right? It's 24. It makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. There's no but reason to make it deeper than that. No. Even the pull-out drawers. The only way you gain is like the drawers and the shelving. The rod still stays in the same place, right? So it's just extra material for usually no reason. It's just if they want to have back-to-back storage and like the shelving section is where it would help them out. But again, it takes up a lot more space of the room. So it has to accommodate your floor plan of the home as well. Is it worth, you tell me, to do the bottom portion, the pullouts, deeper, and then still keep the upper with the rods? The thing is, it, it gets a bit tricky to, to access, reach. right? Yeah, because why. then you got to, you know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like a kitchen where you have the base units bumping out, and then the, the uppers are only 12 inches deep. So the top, higher shelves are a bit difficult to reach in that sense without getting a ladder, but... It can definitely be a possibility. Like I've done um, a few mudrooms is what I'll do in that exact kind of idea. Yeah. Where we'll have a deeper base cabinet, a little ledge for you to sit on, and then cabinetry kind of recessed in so that way. But everybody does that if you think about it. So I was like, my first thought was your uppers are 24. I would make the lowers 36. Right. And then you have more pullout space, right? Yep. And, but then now you got to reach another 24 extra or 12 extra to reach to get in there exactly but everybody does that in kitchens right now with the counter being at 24 and then the uppers, uppers being, being at 14. 12 yep right exactly so it's the same kind so of it premise. kind of works yep. but i guess would it be ex- harder to get the clothing because now you have to get to the middle of the upper right versus i guess with kitchen i don't know because kitchen stuff is usually more towards the front yeah whereas yeah, the rod why. is set back right so yeah. you still got to go in another 11 inches just to get onto the rod itself but it can work. I, I could see it working out. It just depends on the demands of the client, right? See, I'm almost of the, the mindset that like, I don't like uppers in kitchens either, right? Because okay. I think that everything that you pull out of an upper is stuff that you use on a daily. Right. So the only argument that they have now is that I'm going to see it if it's ever dirty. Well, then keep your house clean, right? So keep everything clean. True. But with a closet, I still like the idea of having doors in front of things. So then it's covering everything. You just don't want to see a bunch of garments. It's not like you're walking into a retail store and see all the garments on display at that right. point. And you don't have to worry about it always being neat and Perfectly tidy folded and or hung. Yeah. yeah, hung, all that. Like, yeah, I know, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. still, I like the idea of having a staggered step. Having more space on the bottom for pullouts. So you get more space to fold pants, sweaters. That's true. It's good, something deeper. to consider. Yeah. You could probably fit, if you get sweaters, like, I find this shit fascinating, man. If you get sweaters like you fold it 12 inches, you can get three rows of sweaters now on one drawer instead of two rows. Right. That's true. So 
So it kind of makes more sense, right? That's something I, yeah, I, I, I'll think about and play around with. Maybe I'll. I'm wondering if it makes sense in that scenario that I gave you earlier about how the bench in the middle, you don't do that. You make the opening slightly smaller and you make the bottoms come out 12 inches on both sides. And so now it's not eight feet open white space. It's six feet open white space. Right. Which feels a lot more comfortable and there's nothing in the middle. But now you got no place to sit down. But you can always park that, whatever that furniture is called at the end of a bed. You know, sometimes people put chairs at the end of the bed. Kind of like an ottoman or yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, and then just you probably move it walk where, there and sit there and sit there. Or your clothes down, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, that's true. There's lots of options when it comes to closets. It's endless. Yeah, you should probably start doing something like West Coast Choppers, where he'll he'll paint his bikes any color as long as it's black. <laughs> You'll build any closet as long as it's not white. I gotta shaker. have my guidelines to follow. <laughs> yeah, that's as true. long as it's not white. No, nah, you can't. You'll run. Out, you'll want nobody will hire you, man, if you don't do anything outside of white shaker. Right. That's true. That, that's, that's the, the go to one. Yeah, that's ninety percent of the jobs is is white shaker. And you're painting it. Typically, I'll do a thermofoil finish. Sure, okay, I'll have yeah. some clients that would prefer an exterior of paint to finish, and we can definitely do that as well. Because they're probably asking for Chantilly lace to paint yep. to match. Yeah, yeah, yep. you know too. Man. All the wall colors are. Chantilly. I know they the want it all to go together. I know this <laughs> shit, man. What else you want to share, man? Anything else? I think we covered a shitload. Yeah, I think we did too. I, I don't know. Good on you, man. I, I wish you all the success, and I mean, keep on growing the business and get more clients. And Appreciate everything. Yeah. Word of mouth. I love word of mouth because that means you're doing a good job on this one and it keeps on moving. For exactly. Me. And you're you're already backed, right? So yeah. you're, your work is already shown. They can go have a physical look at it and see what they're to expect. Because I've heard a lot of my clients still source a contractor. There, you know, there's a lot of shady contractors out there nowadays that they'll come work for a few days, not show up afterwards. So that way you're already vetted, right? So it kind of makes it easier on the client as well. So you're not trying to just, um, they don't have to kind of see through you kind of idea they already know you're transparent right so that way it just creates that less risk factor involved so i like to create a referral-based program here's, here's a few more questions for you if it was a log cabin home you can't put your white shaker in the closets there no you would have to tie in some wood grain to go with the, the, the ultra fit of the home minimalistic contemporary home right would it still be white shaker? Mm. Not, no, I don't think so. Because even the kitchens, you'll see it's more. It's I, contemporary. I, I, it's flat panel, some sort of material or something, right? Yeah, you'll see like farmhouse vibe going yeah, on, right? So see that too. Where it won't fit in like a city home. So there's different applications for different scenarios, right? So I wouldn't necessarily put like like you were saying, a white shaker in like a cottage in Muskoka or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we would definitely diff tie in different elements so that way it just fits the overall vibe, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I could see, man, like a contemporary home with ACM on the exterior cladding, I would start messing around with some sort of metal components in the closet. Right. Metal face cabinetry. Like I would mess around with that kind of stuff, right? It wouldn't sound metal when it closes, but it would have that metal feel to it. Mind you, we do have thermofill finishes, uh, finishes that are like a stainless finish to it and like really? concrete and stuff like that. So really? there's different aspects. Yeah, without actual having the real material, you can achieve that look. See, the concrete would be appealing too as well. I think so too. Yeah, I haven't used it yet, but I could see it coming together. But not in a shaker, is it? Is it flat panel concrete? We can do flat panel. Yeah, yeah But you could do it in shaker as well too? We can, but I wouldn't. It's too busy. You got yeah, to pick one or the other. Yeah, right? I would you do a flat do. panel at that point. Yeah. Any wood grain, I wouldn't do profile on it, just flat panel, because you're doing too much. Right? Yeah. You want it to just be one or the other, 
and then that way it just it looks sleek and you're not doing um, too many lines and just too much going on in my opinion majority of people don't want handles right they do they do want yeah, handles yeah. depending on what it is if it's a high traffic area they'll they'll want put slash just because it's more sleek and modern yeah. But in it's more functionality because with the touch latch, you got to worry about fingerprints is what I always got to tell my clients too because you're going to be cleaning quite a bit. Yeah. And then because uh, there's always oil and natural oils and stuff like yeah. that. So if you have kids, it's it's something to consider as well, right? But usually I would I would definitely do just like, like even edge pulls are a bit more sleek than just a full handle itself because the edge pull just kind of curves around the edge yeah, of it. Yeah, it goes part of the design. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just never liked the really large protruding standard hooked on handles yeah. that stainless steel, whatever. Right. Cause and plus the other thing is, I guess you, you should also client-wise, whatever your doorknobs finish are. Same finish on the, the hardware. Yeah. yeah. You got to always tie in the, the elements of the it's home. It's still got to right? work, right? Exactly. Like if like you have matte black hardware on your interior doors, you got to match it with you got stainless steel the on the inside or white or whatever like that, right? Yeah. Unless you're planning to change one or the other at some point, I would just try to keep everything the same as I think much clients as are still getting over the whole hump of having the hinges match the hardware on the door. <laughs> That's got to match too. And same door stop. Right. Right? It should all match, right? Like of it should course. all get together. So same with the closet. If you open it up, it should match. Yep. Like the rods and everything. On everything. The exactly. And that's a good point. That's yeah. a great point because now they're offering rods in all different colors, right? Exactly. So you can get them in all, as far as I know, they all kinds of finishes. That nickel, chrome, matte yeah. black, white, matte, matte black. Matte yeah, brass. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot of different finishes though. I find the, the problem is the, if you're using the metal hangers, they tend to scratch the finish on it. So that's one thing to consider as well. Right. Cause, um, once you're sliding stuff around, it's, it tends to scratch. So that's just something I let my clients know as well. So unless you're using like a plastic hanger, there's not really a way to avoid that. That's the I've issue. yet to meet a woman that wants a plastic hanger. <laughs> I know. It's always the velvet yeah. with the metal hook. Yeah. Always, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. The plastic hangers are just, they're mismatched and they look clunky. So I'm then the they don't page. really hold things properly. And when you do put in certain items on them. Slide off. Yeah. And you get into the TikTok videos of guys telling you how things should be folded. And you're like, dude, I don't have that time, man. <laughs> I do not have that time, man. Yeah, not enough time in the day. Yeah. Are you selling hangers as well, too? Or are you recommending hangers? I just recommend just the Costco has a 50 pack. I'll just recommend the clients. Just wood the, ones? No, the, the velvet. The velvet ones. Yeah. Typically, I'll recommend those. But the wood know. ones are nice, but they're pricey. That's the thing. I'll usually recommend those for suits or jackets or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. They'll usually uh, be a good hand in hand situation. All right, Patrick. I don't know, is there anything else you want to share? No, I think that's it, man. Yeah, I think we covered quite a bit. You know. Patrick Johnson, yourcloset.ca, 647-478-8908. Uh, reach him as info at yourcloset.ca and all over social media at yourcloset.ca uh, on IG, www.facebook.com uh, forward slash yourcloset.ca and then on TikTok, yourcloset.ca. You ready for the 12 questions? Let's do it. Let's do this. What's your favorite construction word? All good. Everything goes to plan. No, like no problems. What's your least favorite tool? Least favorite tool would be a, let's say, angle grinder. I hate using those. Sometimes you have to cut off uh, rod. Yeah. So I just hate using them because of all the sparks and the noise and just get a uh, metal chop saw. That's true. Sometimes you, you got to cut just one or two rods, though, so to carry that metal chop saw is not usually worth, worth it. So I usually have a, just a grinder in the van to carry around. 
What tools you? What color? Makita. Yeah, that makes. What's your background? My background, like nationality. Yeah. So i um, my dad's from Grenada, and then my mom's Indian and white. So it's an interesting mix. She got good food all over. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what construction sound do you love? Do I love pin nailer? It is a gentler sound, eh? It's it is yeah. It's it's kind of it's weird to describe. It's fulfilling. Right? It's satisfying. Right? Did you just hear the? It's almost. T- t- yep. T- yeah, it's really. Which which pillow? I've got a Grex. Everyone busts my balls about my Grex, but I like it. Do you? Yeah, I like Fine, it. It's okay. But I don't use it to the point that professionals use it. I use it to the point of DIYs use it. Right. right? So it's not getting heavy use on a day to day basis. Yeah. I've got the twenty three gauge two inch Grex pin nailer. Nice. And it's kind of i would say my favorite nailer okay two inch pin headless pinless right headless whatever pin nailer right right so what are you using i typically stick with a a brad nail and pin nailer dewalt yeah you run with yeah battery yep well battery now because i'm not using a heavy like for a trim guy yeah so i'll just have a couple pins i gotta throw in. it makes more sense in your situation instead of bringing in even a small compressor and then hose it makes more sense that kind of got goes in line with one of the next questions you have is the compressor is the the least favorite noise. Oh, the noise. Yeah, okay. Especially so, the old yeah, school. So, so what's your favorite <laughs> beverage first? Beverage? Uh, I'd say iced tea, nest tea. Uh, what turns you on and off in construction? Turns me on is everything going to plan. No hiccups, headaches, and the customer's happy at the end of the day. And what turns me off is something's not ready for me. So, Oh, you're always called in before it's ready, huh? Yeah. Because what happens is yeah. if I'm part of a, if I'm dealing with a client and yeah. not the contractor itself, the contractor is supposed to have a closet prepped and painted beforehand because I'm not communicating with them directly. So there'll be times I'll go to the house on installation day and I'm communicating with the client itself. They'll say, okay, everything's ready to go. I'll come. The closets are still in and installed. So I just have to basically deliver and come back whenever they're done. Right. So. Did they leave a welcome to construction card for you there? <laughs> they probably did, huh? But again, you got to have patience, right? Because that's where it kind of comes is. in line. But also, Things you're happen. running a business and you've got schedules. Guidelines, schedules. And you've got guys follow. and you're already planning for the next week, next day, whatever. Exactly. And you've allocated this day to pull off this job. So that's so. where, unfortunately, if it comes to that point, we'll have to reschedule. And then that I, I kind of get tense yeah. vibes from the clients afterwards because I'm kind of on the hook but again it's a chain reaction right so that's kind of where it comes down to it's unfortunate what's your favorite curse word uh you got two different backgrounds that are very colorful yeah all kinds of i just say shit just say shit that's it it. (laughs) what's your favorite vehicle in the entire world uh favorite vehicle kind of more modest but i'd say uh audi rs3 more of a i have a volkswagen now so that would be the next in line yeah it's just something achievable not too too high end up there and yeah. like so once i get to that point you'll know, create your next goal and go from there right i, I will say that audi's got like quattro yep hands down i think best system out there for canadian winters of course far better than formatic in my opinion Right. But Audi's customer service absolutely sucks. Really? That's just... I've you owned, have Audi yourself? I've owned one one okay. time, and I just had enough of their customer service. That was enough. 
And I was just like, you guys realize I'm never going to even touch another Audi for the rest. And they didn't care. So I was like, oh, yeah, I see you later. That's unfortunate. Gone. But Sorry. I do say it, Quattro is like, it's nice to get on the highway in winter and go 200 clicks and not feel the car slide. Yeah, one of my clients have said that too. He has a Q5 and he just plows through and people are just it barely getting like by. It sticks like glue, right? man. Yeah. I just don't get what the technology is, but it sticks like glue. Right. But their customer service sucks. <laughs> what do you miss from your childhood? Friends. Yeah, that's a good one. When you when you become self-employed, you you sacrifice, right? Because a lot of your social interactions and stuff goes down the hill. Because you're always, on the back of your mind, it's just always work. What, what do I need for this job? What do I need for that job? So it's hard to stay connected with, with your old school friends and stuff like that. True. Because you're kind of on two different paths. And then, uh, again, people's lives. You, you grow and you grow ideally you'd want to grow together but you kind of grow apart when Sometimes you, once you start building families right like when you're younger friends is just like stepbrothers with will ferrell and john c Riley. exactly did we just become friends like it just simplest things made you guys friends man right. you just click right that's all it is and unfortunately the simplest things also tear you apart <laughs> yeah what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day i would say electrical you want to get into electrical i would try it out yeah Okay, it's good. What profession would you not like to do? Roofing. Would not want to be a roofer. It's a hard one. I know, it's not It's not on my list at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, last question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You did good. Great job. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for appreciate reaching it. out, coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I know me. everyone's appreciate busy it, and holidays and everybody who listens to this in January, but I mean, I don't hide the fact that we record before. We don't go live just yet, but oh, uh, no, it's good to meet. It's great to meet you and keep on doing some good work, man. Thank you. Appreciate keep the time. The team, right? so. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Right here. Thanks, Angela.